Welcome to Doing Time with Joe. I'm your host, Joe Baker, back again with another episode. Uh, in this episode, I want to talk about uh, what prison does to you. I'm not going to talk about like an event that happened in here, but what prison does to you is something that I think a lot of people out there particularly don't understand or, or just are not aware of, and, and they can't be. You can't be aware or understand what happens to a person in here if you're not in here. Uh, I'm going to try to share this one person. He's going to be sort of like my uh, the profile of the person that I'm going to be talking about uh, in this episode. Uh, and he's uh, a very bitter person. Uh, and his, his story, his progression to becoming to becoming this person uh that's just hateful and grouchy all the time uh just amazed me when uh we sat down to talk i i had to uh sit down and, and talk to him one day about you know how he treated people he was curious about you know why is it that uh i'm able to be cool with most people that i encounter uh and if i don't uh, if I'm not cool with somebody, how I can tolerate them and being in, uh, around me and all this that and I, and I and and as I talked to him, I started to realize that you know this guy here, uh, he didn't used to be like he is. He something happened, and over the course of the conversation in a few days, I learned you know about how he became such a hateful, grouchy person. So that's what I'm going to be talking about in this episode. So. I hope that it's something that enlightens you, especially if you have a family member in here that's going to be in here for a while or, again, like I always say, somebody that's out there playing, you know, got their toe in the, in the, in the teal, trying to play games about, you know, what you want to do with your life. So I want you to really understand and listen to this episode, and uh, I hope you enjoy it. What's up, y'all? What's up, y'all? Let me tell you something, man. This shocked me. Um, it's not like I don't know people like this. Uh, like the guy that I was talking to, it's not people. It's not like I don't like people. No people like that, or met people like that in here. Uh, I have, but I've never been able to just sit down and get their take on things and how they became the way they are. I'm, I was blessed to be able to do that the other day, the other week, and uh, and I just want to share that with y'all so that, uh, like I say, if you have a family member, especially somebody that's going to be in here for a long time, man, uh, barring some change in the courts or, or, or the case getting overturned or something like that, uh, that's the situation of this guy. Me and him had the good fortune of sitting down, I think it was anyway, after he had words, he got into a, an argument with somebody in here 
uh, about something that was minor and petty. And this guy went from zero to 100 and wanted to do something to this guy, hurt this guy, right? But he didn't. Uh, but he wanted to, and, and for whatever reason, he decided to uh, ask me how is it that I'm able to deal with this after all the years that I've been in here, and how is it that I'm not angry, angry, you know what I'm saying, about uh, my situation and being in here as long as I have been, 34 years, right? So, uh, of course I told him, you know what I'm saying, that... Uh, you know, part of me uh, and my progression has to do with uh, accepting responsibility, full and absolute, complete responsibility for uh, being in here and the pain that I caused my victims and my family and everybody involved in the process of uh, putting me in here. Uh, I don't blame anybody. I don't hate anybody. Uh, I accept responsibility for what I did. And when I was telling him that, now keep in mind, when I talk to people, uh, I look them in the eye. And when I'm looking at him, I can see that his his lips were like twitching up like, you know how somebody will look at you and be like, mm, who you think you are type stuff in the, the mouth, the face, facial expression would show that. That's what he was doing. Right? I, didn't, I didn't acknowledge it in that way to be like, I mean, what's that about? You know, I just kept rolling on with my story, right? And as I was explaining it to him about being responsible and, and how that has helped me, he didn't get it. Because I believe that when you're responsible for, you accept responsibility for whatever you do, right? it gives you a different perspective. You see that you know what you did to other people was not right. You accept that. You know what I'm saying? And he didn't want to accept it. So he started to tell me about his situation and his case. And he, he had a bad situation. You know what I'm saying? He ended up killing somebody. Um, but he said he did it to protect the person that he was with. And I said, okay. I said, I get that. I said, but let me ask you a question. Were you, was it a situation where somebody broke into your house or were you in the streets? Well, I, when I was talking to him, I said the bricks. Were you in the bricks? That means out in the streets. And he said, yeah. I said, why were you out in the streets? He said, come on, man, quit playing. He said, I was getting money. You know what I'm saying? This isn't that. And somebody uh, tried to rob my partner, you know, and uh, I happened to be able to get my gun out, and I shot him. I said, got it. I said, so you already out there in the streets uh, playing fast and loose with the law, right? He was like, yeah. I said, you were not justified in that thing, man. I said, uh, I'm not saying that him trying to rob y'all was right, uh, but if you were not out there in the streets doing what you were doing and, and you were going to the store, you were going to a concert, you were doing something, you know what I'm saying, legal, and then somebody pull up on you and rob you or trying to rob you, I think the circumstances would have been different. Not to say that robbing anybody under any circumstances is right, I'm just saying that when, when you go to court and that's your alibi, that is your uh, 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 defense to what you, uh, what you did, most people, and it, apparently that's what happened, the jury said, nah, you, 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 you shouldn't have been in the streets. That's basically what that jury said. And a lot of other things started to come out 
about the situation. And it turns out that he wasn't being totally honest about the circumstances. That's the story that he had given himself. And because that's the story that he had given himself that he could deal with, he had started to believe it, you know. He had come to believe the story that he was doing what he was raised to do, protect your friends, protect your house. So he rationalized that that's what he was doing and he should not have been punished the way he was being punished for it. And if he was going to have to be punished, it shouldn't have been with a life sentence. And what I realized in that, in that part of the conversation there, that was the beginning of his progression of becoming this hateful person. He had created this narrative for himself that excused his behavior. And because he had come to believe it, nobody else believed it, but because he had come to believe it, he felt like he was being mistreated. And then we went on in the conversation, we kept talking, and I said, well, let me ask you a question. When this guy came in uh, to ask you about um, whatever it is that he asked you about, why did you shoot off on him? He said, I'm tired of explaining to people over and over the same thing every day. I said, but this guy here apparently just got to the institution. He doesn't know that you've told this story over and over about what the rules are and, and how to come in this place and how to get this particular service that you offer. He, he doesn't know that. So you're in a position of, well, you're going to have to explain that over and over to people that get here that are new. And he said, I just don't like doing that. I said, well, get another job. Get another job then. Get a job where you don't have to do that over and over. But as long as you're in this job, you're going to have to be somebody that's able to communicate with people over and over again, sometimes talking about the same things. And then he had another reason. He had another excuse. And another excuse, and another excuse. It was always about him making excuses. And then I said, but let me ask you something, because I've noticed how you treat your cell. Uh, you mistreat your cell. And I said exactly that to him. I'm like, why do you treat him like that? He said, because he's a sucker. And for whatever reason, I guess he thought I was going to go with that. But I didn't. I said, what makes him a sucker? He's nice to people. He helps people. He loans his commissary to people, you know, trying to help people if they're hungry. This, this, and that. I ain't with all of those soft shit. I'm like, look here, bro. I said, look here. You're mad at him for sharing with somebody that's hungry. You're mad at him for being nice to people. So you mistreat him. He said, I don't think what I'm doing is mistreating him, though. I said, let me just cut to it, man, because you ask me how do I, how am I able to conduct myself in the way that I conduct myself, right? And I'm trying to get, I'm trying to explain that to you. And I think that I started out the wrong way. So I said, let's start over. I said, what I'm going to do, I'm going to tell you what I do. And I'm not going to get into all of your excuses and reasons why you do what you do. I, I get it now. I see where you're at. So I told him, I said, look, man, you always, I, I, I hear you always talking to people about respect and treating you like a human being and treating you like a man, right? So if you want that, if you want people to treat you in those ways that you want to be treated, you're going to have to give it. 
If you don't get it, give it, you're not going to get it. It's as simple as that. And what he couldn't understand was, is that treating somebody with respect creates an environment for that respect to be given back. But when you treat somebody with disrespect, it creates an environment for that disrespect to be given back. He did not want to hear that. He believes that he should be able to treat people the way he treats them. Uh, and that's that on that. And then they should respect that. And then that definition, in his mind, that made sense. So that made me go on a whole nother level. I'm like, okay, this dude is acting from a place of distortion. He's treating people from a perspective that is distorted in his mind. And in his mind, that's what respect is. So it, it made me think about people that abuse their uh, loved ones, uh, wife, husband, whatever. They have a distorted view of how life is. And it comes from a place of hurt and pain but even deeper, especially when it comes to this guy, I asked him another question. I said, have you had the same celly uh, for a long time? And he's like, yeah, I, my other two cellies got out. And I said, what was that like for you when they got out? And he put his head down. And I said, talk to me, man. He had to put his head down and take a deep breath. And I, I noticed that he was getting choked up, right? So in here, when that happens, when I have a conversation with somebody that's, that's getting emotional, I turn my head and give them a few seconds to get themselves together. You know what I mean? So when I turned back towards him and looked at him, I said, uh, you good? He was like, yeah, I'm straight. I said, so how did that make you feel when they got out? He said, that hurt, man. He said, you know, you get close to people and then they get out. And then I noticed, I started to realize in the back of my mind, I said, oh, yeah, that's it right there. The reality of being in prison has set in on him. The reality that he's facing, barring something happening, the reality of him not going home until he's well in his 70s, late 70s, is crushing him. It's crushing him. So think about that, those of you that have a loved one that's in here that has that type of time. The psychological damage, the psychological roller coaster that that person has to deal with because of their behavior. I'm not saying that they shouldn't have to uh, be held responsible for what they do. But in the process of, of that, accepting that you're going to be here because he has a life sentence with uh, when he got to do 51, 52 years on before he's even eligible for parole. The prospect of being here for another 30, 35, 32 years in his situation is crushing. And, and building those bonds, those relationships, it hurts him. So instead of building those bonds, those relationships, he'd rather be mean and hateful towards people because he thinks that protects him. That's, that was my first, that was my first uh, conclusion when it comes to that. But as we continued to talk, 
I started to realize something, man, and this was a total revelation to me, that the hate that he was putting out, he wasn't necessarily, I don't think, and I'm not a psychologist or psychiatrist, and I don't play one on my podcast, okay? Uh, but the, the hate that he's putting out, I don't think he realizes it. I don't think other people realize when they do this, but the hate that he's putting out, he's putting out not because he, in his mind, he don't forget he's coming from a distorted place, not because he wants that person to uh, be like him. He wants that person to understand him. And in his mind from that distorted place, by treating the other person in that way, they'll get an understanding of what he feels like. And by doing that, they will come to understand him better and he won't lose them as a friend. That is his process, I think. <laughs> uh, but either way, either way, whether it's the first one where he don't want to be attached to people and he mistreats them that way, or the second one, that I just gave you uh, about he wants people to understand him. That's why he does this uh, in his own twisted way. Uh, because think about it, uh, like an abuser. When they, they mistreat somebody, you make him, you make, they say, you're making me do this. They want you to understand their hurt, their pain, so you'll understand them and won't leave them. Now, whether that's true or not, uh, I think that the process of becoming the person that he has become is one that a lot of people uh, don't understand, cannot understand, because they haven't been through what he's been through in this way. But I believe that you can come to understand another person's pain if they learn to communicate that pain to you in a positive, productive way as opposed to a destructive way. Because that's what he's doing. He's communicating his pain in a very destructive way to himself and everybody around him. And that's what uh, makes it hard for people to maintain uh, a friendship with him. And when they do leave him or abandon him or stop talking to him or whatever the case may be, he says to himself, they didn't get it, so F them. That's what he says to himself. Now, continuing to live like that, continuing to live like that is not going to change anything for him. But what it will do, what it will do is it will cause him to continue to spiral down. And he's not going to be able to get out of that hole unless he does what he did with me. He pulled me to the side and he asked me, how is it that I'm able to do this? To me, y'all, that was the first step. To me, that was him asking for help. That's another reason why I wanted to do the show. I always be mindful of the way you're treating 
other people because you never know who's watching and who might want to mimic that type of behavior towards somebody else, right? So he saw something in the way that I treat people um, that made him curious about my process. And I did share that with him. Now, even though he didn't appreciate at the beginning of the conversation what I said, he has come to appreciate that. I noticed the other day that when he was talking to somebody, he was trying. He didn't get it right. I just overheard a portion of it, so I don't know the full conversation, but he didn't get it right, but I noticed that he was trying. And that's what's important, that he was trying. And that's what we have to get to, to where people can understand that they can do better by themselves, towards other people, and anybody in their circle. And when that happens, we have to applaud that, y'all. So with that, I just wanted to drop that on you. And so you'll understand that a lot of people in here, you know, uh, the way they become this mean, grouchy person uh, is, is because of their distorted view of life because they're looking through that lens of fear and pain and rejection and all of that. And it makes it hard to accept responsibility for something, y'all, when you feel that you've been mistreated, even though he's wrong about all of what he said. He's still in a situation where his mind is interpreting what, what, what he sees as his reality in that way. And by understanding that, I, um, I'm, I've been able to uh, talk with anybody about any circumstance because I look past uh, the treatment. I look past the way they act and try to connect to why they act like that. And that works for me. It might not work for everybody else, and I'm going to tell you why it might not work for you. It's because uh, a lot of times when I do that, People talk crazy to you. People mistreat you. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and sometimes I do feel like people are stepping on me, but I keep in mind where they're coming from, where that wh where that pain is coming from, where that action is coming from, you know, what it's connected to. And I keep it moving. They come back around later on and apologize and all of that kind of stuff. But I enjoy the process. I really do. It's fascinating to me to watch people as they learn and grow and become a better person, a better version of themselves. And with that, y'all, I'm going to wrap up this episode. Uh, I really appreciate you listening. Uh, share this with your friends and family on your social media platforms. Hit me up on uh, YouTube. Tell me what you think about this episode. And uh, hit that like button, too. I like when you hit the like button. <laughs> appreciate y'all, man. Y'all stay good. Stay blessed. You know what I'm saying? This has been another episode of Doing Time with Joe. I'm your host, Joe Baker, and I say peace, y'all.